you have your Bibles, you can go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I just, I, I'm going to dig around this morning um, and just see where the Lord takes us. But in, in Ephesians chapter 1, hallelujah. Father, I pray that you would illuminate your word today. Father, as we dig into to the, to the epistle written by Paul, Lord, to the church of Ephesus. Lord, open our ears, open our understanding. Lord, open our hearts. Lord, let us engage with your word today. Let us engage with you today. Give us, Holy Spirit, give us spirit-inspired, spirit-tuned ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, to hear what you're saying in this day, this hour to us, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, we'll start in verse 7, it says, In Him, everybody say, in Him. In Christ, in Him, in Jesus, we have redemption. Everybody say, redemption. I love that word. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Yeah, hallelujah. I love that. There's a... Just the image there that Paul say the riches of his grace. The riches. I, can you just think about for a moment the riches of God's grace? Think about that. The unending, the eternal riches, the eternal. You know, we look at people uh, in, in this life. We were driving around the other day and saw some massive homes. And we were just like, man, those are beautiful homes. And we think about riches in the natural and, and we see big homes, we see gold, we see dollar signs. But think about the riches of what is wealth in heaven, the riches of his grace and how abounding those riches are. Not only is it the currency of heaven, but how, how much is the currency of heaven. It is eternal, abounding supply, never diminished grace of God. My goodness, somebody should shout this morning. The riches, according that we have forgiveness of sins, according to or in proportion to, to what? In proportion to what? And and you know if, if you you know you've heard the saying we compare apples to oranges. You can't compare apples you have to oranges. You have to compare apples to apples. And you know what I'm talking about. So in, when we're talking about comparing things or in proportion to things, what Paul's saying here in accordance with. The riches of his grace, he is able to what? To forgive. Think about that. There, think about how minuscule your sin is compared to the massiveness of the grace of God. In proportion, it's eternal. Our sin is but for a moment. Oh yeah, it's a, it, it, it's, it's a moment and it needs to be dealt with, but it's, it's for a moment. His riches, the grace of God is eternal. That's good news. Uh, anyway, which, so which, which, so let me, let me, let me back up to verse seven again, because I, I don't think you're ready to move on to verse eight. So I, I want to go back to verse 7, and I want to unpack this a little bit. In him, in Christ, we have redemption. That word redemption means to ransom. It means paid in full. So every sin, every issue, every hang-up, every emotional wound, every mental wound, every paid in full for your life. I want you to, I want you to just tell somebody next to you, say paid in full. 
we have a we have a tendency oh gosh we have a tendency in life to to load ourselves up There's more in here, but I don't want to break the podium. It is glass, after all. We load ourselves up with our fear, our doubt, our worries. The, the, oops, I don't want to break the microphone either. Our, uh, our worries, our insecurities, our past. Oh, gosh. We load ourselves up with our past. Come on now. We, load, we put it on our back, and we walk around. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I'm blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. <laughs> we, go, we go into church and we, hallelujah, and we're carrying around all of our past, our luggage, our issues, our insecurities. And so when, how you doing? I'm doing great. And your face is, <laughs> you look absolutely miserable, but I'm doing great, right? And we're just carrying around. And if, if we just took a moment to just... What's on your back? You know, the tendency in church, I'm going to put this down for a moment. Um, the tendency in church is that we take things from face value. Someone says, oh, I'm doing great. I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, that's good. Good job. Hallelujah. And we go on and we sing our song. But really on their back, they're carrying a bunch of weight. So twofold, what I want to say today is paid in full. Whatever you're carrying, whatever on your back... Paid in full. He ransomed. He paid for that. Now, hang with me for a second. So that's part one. Part two of this is we need to take time to recognize what people are carrying. Galatians tells us that we carry one another's burdens. So when you recognize that someone's carrying around a backpack full of junk, can you just pause them? Just, it's okay to say, can we just pause for a moment? I'm not so sure everything's just fine. I'm not so sure that everything's just okay. Can we, can we just pause and talk for a moment? Can I, can I help you? Can I support you? How can I walk with you through this? Come on, don't shout me down. We're excited when he's paid in full, but when, when, when it means that we've got to engage. See, engaging with ransom, the, the engaging with redemption, means that we are responsible for the ministry of reconciliation. We are responsible for the ministry of redemption. You and I have been given a ministry. So when we see others who are struggling with the debt, come on now, when we see others struggling with the debt that they're carrying, we have a ministry of redemption that we're responsible for. So what does that mean? If you've been given the ministry of, of the gospel, the ministry of the gospel, the ministry of redemption, that means you've got to tell people their debt has been forgiven. In Christ, the debt has been released. So you don't have to carry around the weight of yesterday. Come on now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig around a little bit on this. Because you and I are not islands to ourselves. We can't just look at somebody and say, oh, they're struggling. Let me just pray for them and they'll be okay. No, we, we've been, that's, that was never Jesus' ministry. He never said, let me just pray for you and let me go on my way. Jesus came, he stepped into creation to die. He stepped in cre into creation to go to a cross. He didn't just say, let me put my hand on you and bless you, you're going to be okay. 
it's okay, dear. It's okay, honey. Is you're going to get over this? No, he went to the cross. He came with the purpose to get a little messy to deal with your issues. So as co-laborers with Christ, as ministers in the gospel, that we have a responsibility when we see people carrying the weight. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He has anointed you to preach the gospel to those who are what? If they got a burden, you come alongside of them and say, I know the burden bearer. If, you, if someone's got a broken heart, I know the one who can heal that broken wound. Come on, let's deal with this. So, so, so going back to this idea that he ransomed me, the redemption he's paid in full. If you go into a store, I'm just asking, if you go into a store and you take your backpack. Now, I know the laws are changing across our country as we speak. But, but generally speaking, when you go into a store and you walk into that store and you take a bag and you put that bag in the cart and you open up that bag. And, and you start grabbing things off the shelf and putting them in your bag. What is that? Stealing. That's stealing. <laughs> right? It's not paid for. You're walking out with something that belongs to somebody else. Somebody else is planning on coming into that store and paying for that and buying it and walking out and using it. But you're stealing it. You're taking it. You didn't pay for it. So why are you carrying things around that you didn't pay for? Why are you carrying your past around with you? You didn't pay for that. Why are you carrying around your sin with you? You didn't pay for that. Why, did, why? Come on now. I'm just trying to help you. Why are you carrying things around that you didn't pay for? You're stealing things. You're stealing things from the father of the devil, the, 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 your old way of living. You're taking things that are from his house and putting it on your back, walking around with it and saying, look, look at me, I'm born again. Look at me, I love Jesus. But you're carrying things that are from the devil's house, not your father's house. Come on now. He's, he's set you free. He's paid for those things. You don't have to keep carrying them around. He's paid for those. Now, this is, I love this. So in him, we have redemption paid in full. Full. That's not partial payment. <laughs> you don't have a mortgage on this that you're paying for the next 30 years, right? It's paid in full. He signed the contract. It's paid for. There's a receipt in his own blood. For your sin, for your issues, for your hang-ups. Uh, I, I want you to understand, this isn't just about holiness. It is, it is uh, the redemption that we have is, is about forgiveness of sin, but it's about so much more. Right? We know that the gospel, the good news, is about so much more than just salvation. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get born again and all I have is salvation. He opens, that's great. If that's all he were to give me, that's wonderful. But he didn't. He didn't stop there, right? He didn't stop with my, my salvation. He purchased every spiritual blessing. So 
the salvation, the, re- the, the redemption that happen- happens at salvation is just the beginning. So hang with me. I'm going to show you this. So he says, in, in him we have paid in full. In him we have been paid for in full. <laughs> Not only is he paid for my sin, but he's paid for me. The Bible tells me that I've been given the spirit of sonship. I've been given the spirit of adoption. He's paid for me in full. It wasn't just enough that he paid for my sin. Oh, that, that got me, that, that put me into a place where I could actually come into his presence. That put me into a position. It caused me, because he paid in full my sin, it enables me to now have position and access. But he didn't stop there. He said, I'm not only going to pay for your sin to have access into my presence, I'm going to adopt you and bring you into my home. I'm going to pay for you in full. Not only did he pay for your sin, he paid for you. That's good news. You ought to be shouting a whole lot more than you are. Because <laughs> I, I, I can have my sin paid for, but never have access. I can have my sin paid for. He could have stopped and said, paid for sin, but you're going to live outside the city. You can come to, you can come to heaven, but you're going to be outside the city. You're going to be separated still. I'm thankful I'm not in hell, but I'm not in, I'm not in the city. I'm not, I'm not with him. You know, do you follow what I'm saying here? Adoption says not only are your sins forgiven, but you're mine. Not only are your sins forgiven, but you bear my name. You have my identity. You have my purpose. So he paid for you. In full, not partial. He didn't look at you and say, oh, I'll take it for 30 days and we'll, we'll take it for a spin, see how it works. You're not, you're not, thank God you didn't go to the used car salesman when, when redemption happened. God came and he said, I'm going to rescue you myself. I'm going to pay for you in full your mind. Can, can, can I just keep going a little bit further? He paid for your adoption. He paid for your, your uh, atonement. You're just going to use A words here. He paid for your atonement. He paid for your adoption. I don't know an A word for the next one, but we'll come up with something. But he paid for your future. See, he didn't even, he, he didn't even just stop with, okay, you're born again. You're adopted. But now you're on your own. You're mine, but you're on your own. Good. I'm so glad that, that God didn't say, we covered your sin, we covered, we covered you that you're mine, but, but I, I know some earthly dads that say, oh, you're mine, but, but you're on your own. I don't, you know, you're, you're, anybody know what I'm talking about? You're on your own. God didn't do that. He said, I'll give you access, I'll forgive you, 
I'll bring you into my house and I'm going to walk with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Your future and who you are and everything about your future is secure in my hand. There's nothing, there's no one that can separate you from his love. There's no principality. There's no power. There's, there's absolutely nothing that can stop the love of God towards you. And he secured your future. I am so glad to know that the providence of God has me, my, has my past dealt with. I'm presently abiding in him and my future is secure in him. There's not one thing that the providence of God cannot handle in my life. His goodness and mercy follows me everywhere I go. Do you know that? Yeah, his goodness. So you don't have room to walk around depressed, discouraged, fearful, worry, and anxious. You don't have room for that in your life when you recognize goodness and mercy are with me everywhere I go. I'm paid in full. I've been paid for. Everything I have need of, I've been paid. It's been taken care of. I'm paid in full. My life has been paid in full. My sins have been paid in full. My future has been paid in full. My purpose, paid in full. It's covered by his blood. Every detail is covered by his blood. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to work. I don't have to worry about where my family's going to be. I don't have to worry about any aspect of my life. Why? Because it's been paid in full. It's handled. God doesn't say, oh, let me, let me give my son for every aspect of your life, and then let's pull that back. And let's, sorry. He doesn't, he doesn't say, let me, let me give you my son, and then let, let's change plans here midstream. I'm not, I'm not really going to take care of you. Not really going to forgive you. I, I'm going to hold on to that sin. Remember that sin? I'm going to hold on to that sin for a little bit and bring it up every so often. Now, that's not God. What, what, let, me, let me just pause on that thought. Who does, what does the Bible call the devil? What's, what's one of his names? He's, he's the accuser of the brethren. Do you know the devil keeps a record of everything that you've done? Well, you did it. He ain't lying. You did it. <laughs> You did everything he's accusing you of. You got it. You're, some of you are carrying it with you. Some of you this morning are carrying around the record with you. So it's really hard to tell the devil he's lying when you're carrying it. Come on now. It's really, it's really hard to say, oh, I didn't steal that. Oh, yeah, empty your pockets. Let me see. <laughs> well, how'd that get there? <laughs> right? And that's how we, I'm, I'm free. But not really. So the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He's keeping a record of all your wrongs. What, did, what does the Bible say about God's memory when it comes to your sin? He washes it. He obliterates the record. It's removed as far as the east is from the west. There's, there's no record. Why? Because it's paid in full. Because it's under blood. It's paid in full. The only one who's remembering it is you and the devil. 
So tell me, whose side do you want to be on? <laughs> do you want to be partnered up with the devil, remembering every record of wrong you've done? Do you want to be partnered up with the devil, carrying around the weight of yesterday? Or do you want to say, here's what happens. When you begin to walk paid in full, you have confidence. Somebody, I, I love, um, my brain just blanked on me on the guy's name. Uh, gosh. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll circle back around to that. But, you know, the, he's approached by, by, he used to be, a, he was a preacher, approached by, you'll help me. <laughs> he was approached by, uh, he was walking down the street, used to be very carnal, very worldly, and he had become a preacher. He was a, and uh, walking down the street, and a woman approaches him who knew him, who remembered him. You follow the story. And, he, and she approached him and said, oh, I remember you, and starts talking about how she remembered him. And he looked at her and said, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not that man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that man. Changed. Story changed. So when, 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 the, when God comes and he changes the story, paid in full, I'm not that person anymore. I don't know who you're talking about. I, I'm a new creation. You have confidence. You can walk with confidence. You can walk with the surety and know who you are. You have authority on your life. It's been paid in full. You have an authority on your life. So you can walk in the authority of God in your life. Do you know that everything that you set your hand to is blessed? Do you know that? Everything that you touch is blessed. It should be. If it's not, it's because you haven't, you're not walking in what's been appropriated for you. That's what Psalms 1 tells me, is that everything that you do prospers. Paid in full. How can you know that? Because he, dad has paid for it. When, when our kids love to you know, help pay for things, they, they're already learning Mom and dad got the money. If you, you go somewhere, you want something, mom and dad got the money. Just get the plastic. They'll, you know, the car. They'll just get it. They'll go pay for it. They're already learning it. We'll go to the store to eat lunch or something, and they'll say, can we have the card so we can go pay? We want to pay for this, which I love. It's cute, you know, that they're learning how to pay and take responsibility, do all those things. Uh, but they, they know where to go to get the card to pay for lunch that we just had. When you're operating in the purpose of God in your life, you've got daddy's card. You've got daddy's resources. So why are you worried? Cooperate with dad. My kids are, now they, if they go do something I don't want them and they spend foolishly, lavishly doing things outside of what I've asked them to do, that's another story. But we're not I'm not talking about you being a rebellious child today. I'm talking about you being a born-again, loving Jesus child. Now, if you, if, if you want to be a rebellious, stubborn child, there's a place for you at the table too. But I promise you, Daddy will take you in his office and whoop your tushy before you get to sit at the table. 
There is, there is a place for discipline as well. I can tell you about discipline. Our Father knows how to discipline those whom He loves. He's good at that. But I'm talking to some people this morning who, who don't want to be a bunch of rebellious children who want to know how to walk in the blessing of the Lord. Everything that you set your hand to is going to prosper. That's, it's paid in full. Dad's already got the money needed, the resources needed, the provision needed. He's got it. Is this helping anybody this morning? I'm just preaching on one word this morning. I'm just stuck on redemption. I, I hope this has helped. One word. Paid in full redemption. I have redemption. Let me, let me just uh, go to Romans. Flip over with me to Romans chapter 3. We'll talk about redemption. Romans chapter 3. I'm going to start in verse 21. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Let me just pause and, and unpack that. The righteousness, Paul's writing to the Romans, and he's, in Romans, and he's saying the, the righteousness of God is revealed now apart from the law. He's talking about Christ, that Jesus is the manifestation of the righteousness of God apart from the law. Doesn't mean that Jesus did away with the law. Jesus said he actually fulfilled the law. So Jesus didn't do away with the law. The Old Testament, let me pause. The law, what are we talking about? The, the law of Moses, right? The very basic of that being the Ten Commandments. But that was the manifestation in the Old Testament of the holiness of God. If you look in the Old Testament, you see God manifest as he's writing his law with Moses on the mountain. He's writing out. That's the, that is how we knew God in the Old Testament. We knew him according to the law, his holiness, what he demands. God's holiness demands that you and I, he said what? Be holy as I am holy. That's a command to you and I, that he demands holiness. Holiness is what we do with the righteousness of God. Now, let's keep going. It says holiness is how we steward righteousness. Let's keep going. He says, but the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So where is the revelation of? of God in the New Testament. Where, who do we look to to see the revelation of God? We look to Jesus. He is the, the word of God. He's the, the law of God and the mercy of God manifest before you and I. We see this, this diverse nature of the Father in the Son. We see the, the holiness that God demands and we see his mercy that is displayed in Christ on the cross. So for you and I, we look at Jesus and we see that Old Testament law, the law of Moses, and, and we see Christ in the New Testament under the new covenant sealed by his blood. So we have both in the person of Jesus. 
He didn't didn't do away with the law. He fulfilled the law. He is the manifestation of God's righteousness to you and I. And how does that happen? Through faith in Christ Jesus. To all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In other words, God knew in the Old Testament that he knew that you and I were going to mess it up. There wasn't one law, there wasn't one element of the law that we wouldn't mess up. That was the problem with the Pharisees, is that they thought that they were above the law. They thought that they somehow could live as holy. They were going to live above it. And they were somehow self-righteous. That was Jesus's problem. One of them, the main one with the Pharisees, is that they saw themselves above the law. But to us, when we see the law, it tells us I'm broken. The law tells me that I'm, I'm messed up, that I can't do it right. I, I'm not, I'm forsaken. I'm law. I'm hopeless. <coughs> Are you with me this morning? The law tells me what I've broken. The law tells me that I've broken the covenant with God. God never broke his covenant with me, but I've broken my covenant with him. But in Christ, so that's what the law tells me. In Christ, I've been liberated from the law of what? Sin and death. The law of the Old Testament tells me that I am sinner, I am dying, I am under the curse. Christ tells me I've been redeemed from that, and I now live according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So I'm now operating in a different place, right? Let's keep reading. He says, I've been justified freely by his grace. So I I am justified. Remember, justified means I'm guilty but declared innocent. Justified means you did what you're accused of, but you've been declared innocent. So I've been justified. I've been declared innocent freely by his grace. Cost me nothing. Cost him his son. Cost him his life. It was free to me, but very precious and very expensive. But how did that happen? Justified freely by grace. According, remember, the riches, the currency of heaven is his grace. By the riches of heaven, the riches of his grace, how costly that sin was. That it takes the eternal graces of God to redeem you and to justify you. That's the, there is infinite weight and cost to your sin. But it's redeemed freely by the riches, the eternal riches of his grace. I want you to think about that. That's, that is an incredible to think that, that my sin, and I'm going to reference back what I said earlier, that my sin that was just but for a moment, in the context of time, just but for a moment, eternal graces, unending graces, day after day after day after day of grace. That one sin has day after day after day after day after day after day after day, the grace of God is on that. That's incredible. Now, it was that same eternal nature of grace When you talk about cost, 
So there's a difference. We're talking about time, but for a moment, sin. In Christ, eternal graces, day after day after day after day after day, eternal graces. When we talk about cost, what did that sin cost you? What did it cost you to do whatever sin? There's consequences, but it probably cost you nothing to sin, to live in sin. You were born into sin. It cost you nothing. You came out of your mama's belly screaming in sin. Cost you nothing. The grace of God cost you nothing. Cost you nothing to live in sin. Cost you nothing to receive the grace of God. But how precious of a cost it was to him. It was an eternal cost. An eternal cost that Christ would empty himself and step into creation for you and I. And has become the eternal lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. The plan that was in place from eternity past became a reality in this earth. And is going to be lived out for eternal ages. Christ, the lamb of God, who was slain for you and I. That's an eternal cost that will live on and on and on and on for your sin. There won't be an ever any point in, in heaven where we won't see him as the lamb of God. As, as the lamb who was slain for you and I. The earthly remembrance of, of anything from an eternity future will be the scars in his body that paid for your sin and mine. Eternal cost, eternal sacrifice. But to us, to you and I, we've been justified freely by his grace. Through what? Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Through the paid in full that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation. He became my sacrifice by his blood through faith, what? To demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, everybody say forbearance. <laughs> this is a great word too. Forbearance. In his patience, in God's endurance, he passed over your sins. That's what we see with the Egyptians who painted their doorpost with blood. God said, when I see the blood on the doorpost, I will pass over. The death angel will pass over them. The blood of Christ has been applied. Redemption has been applied to my life. And the death that I'm due, God forbear. Doesn't mean that he looks the other way. He knows exactly the guilt that's on my life, but he chooses in his divine in his divine wisdom, he chooses to say, I'm going to endure your sin, your depravity, and I'm going to put my son on the cross to pay that price so that what? So that I can demonstrate my righteousness in your life. Has ah, oh, this is good stuff. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. Has absolutely nothing to do with your righteous works. God says, "I'm doing this. I'm enduring your sin. I'm putting my son on the cross, not to just so that it's all about you, because we like singing the song that it's all about me." He said, "I'm doing it to display my righteousness." I'm doing it to show you my righteousness. Why? Because our righteousness can't sustain us. We, we, we blew it from day one. 
But when we live according to his righteousness, oh my goodness. Now, I'm paid in full. What does that mean? I'm paid in full. It's paid in full. Whatever it is, it's paid in full. I got a couple minutes and I'll, I'll wrap this up. Ephesians chapter 1, in him we have redemption. <laughs> in him we've been paid in full. <laughs> I think that's as far as we've gotten, so I should probably read a little more. In him we have been paid, and oh, I got to tell you this. Oh. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me not go far, because I got to wrap this up. And if I walk, I'm going to keep going. In him we have redemption. You know what that word redemption also means deliverance? <laughs> not, only, not only is it paid in full, not only have I been ransomed, but I've been delivered from. <laughs> let, me, let me pull this back up here. I've paid for, and he says, not only am I, not only am I going to pay for it, I'm going to deliver you from it. <laughs> not only, not only am I going to pay for all this junk that's absolutely worthless. Now I'm going to pay for all this stuff that that is absolutely worthless in the scheme of eternity. I'm going to pay for it, and I'm going to take it from you. I'm going to deliver you from it. So, so what hang-up is tormenting you? What, what conscious... Yeah, I'm walking. We're, we're, we're back into walking. What, what torment is tormenting your conscience? What, what record of wrong is hanging over your head? Jesus had a sign on his cross hanging over his head so you didn't have to be tormented by the sins of your past hanging over yours. It's redemption. It's paid in full. So why are you carrying it? He's delivered you from it. You know, it's really, you know, just you think about how humorous this must look. From the, from the Father's perspective, I'm so thankful that he forbears with me. He endures with me. That when, when I have a tendency to pick this back up and say, but God, don't you remember? No. No. God, don't you know? No. I thought you were all knowing. I chose to forget. You mean the God who knows everything chose to forget? He did. Why? Because it's under blood. It's paid for. It's paid for. What you've been, what you carrying around, he paid for it. How foolish we look sometimes when we pick those things back up. And he said, but I, I've paid. I've delivered you. I've delivered you. So whatever you're holding on to today, he's, he's your deliverer. He's your deliverer. He calls you forward and says, hey. Let's get rid of that. It's like the man with the withered hand coming into the temple with the withered hand. Stretch out your hand. Uh, um, 
but it's withered. <laughs> right? That's what we do. God says, stretch out your hand. It's withered. I know, stretch it out. You get it on out there. And stretch it out. <laughs> and what do we want to do? Don't look. <laughs> right? And we pretend it's not there, but we're caring. And God says, stretch out your hand. The very, it's uncomfortable to walk out deliverance. It's uncomfortable at times to walk out paid in full because we recognize it changes how we live. It changes how we show up. We can't, we can't make an excuse any longer over the bricks in our bag. Those bricks are long gone. You can't make excuses about them anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one, right? When you, when you try to pull up, well... I'm having a bad day, so let me pull out the brick. I used to re be really good at doubting. I used to really have a lot of doubt, and we pull out the, that brick of doubt. I used to be, that's who I used to be. I used to be a doubter. But what happened, when this is paid in full and you've been delivered, you can't identify yourself with this any longer. This doesn't exist. This doesn't, you're trying, <laughs> what you're really doing is trying to live by something that's not real. Faith has become more real to you. Your walk of faith has become more real to you. Who Christ is and his righteousness has become more real to you. doesn't mean this never existed. This is your story of what God did and what he delivered you from. But it's not who you are today. You've been delivered. So put it back in the bag. And then listen, one more thing. When people try to bring up what's in that bag, you got to tell them to take a hike, man. When people try to bring up the things that are in all of here, I've been delivered. There, there was a very expensive price paid for all of that stuff. There was a very, 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 very expensive price paid. And I, I can't. Just If you want to open that bag. Now listen, one more thing. I know I'm going to wrap this up. Worship team probably should come back. Sometimes we have a habit of going to, to the bag because we've not really fully been delivered. God, who is our deliverer, hasn't really been fully realized in our life. We really are carrying things around. And that's a difference. There's, there, that's a different situation. When you are carrying around things and you know that the reality is he is your deliverer, but he's, you've yet to allow him to deliver you, there's a difference we make excuses for those things. We call it DNA, genetics. I have red hair, so I'm angry. I know. We come up, right? We come up, right? We come up with the, all these excuses for these things that, we're, that we really haven't allowed him to deliver us from. He is reality, the deliverer. It's interesting. The deliverer walked into Egypt, but not everybody left. Did you hear me? 
the deliverer, God himself, walked into Egypt. But not everybody left Egypt. Only the people that appropriated that he was the deliverer left. The only people that said, okay, he's calling us to leave, we're going to leave. And even then, for some of them, it was still a journey to live that out. Not everybody is willing to live that out. That's why, that's why Paul tells us that I take up the cross. I'm crucified with Christ. Right? You have to remember that all that stuff's crucified. But, but if, you, if you haven't received him as your deliverer, I can receive him as my savior and he saves me from my sin. But if I don't know him as my deliverer, I'm just carrying around all the mess. Just carrying around. And, and I, I want to speak to that. It, it can be a challenge to face what's in the bag. And if you've been carrying around a bag for a long time and been storing stuff up for a long time, I'd venture to say there's things in the bag you probably don't even remember that's in the bag. You ever done that? And you, you probably have lost things in the bag you didn't even know you lost in there. There's probably talents and gifts and abilities and, and desires and hopes and dreams that are lost in the bag somewhere because you decided to pick up worry or fear or anxiety. Come on now, somebody. Because you didn't recognize God as your deliverer in that moment when life happened. So let's put the brick in the bag and carry it around a little bit longer. He's still the deliverer. Okay, let me read this and I'll finish. In him, we have redemption paid in full, delivered through his blood. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have been redeemed. <laughs> I have been redeemed. <laughs> I've been paid in full. <laughs> Woo. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 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 Jesus, <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, I've been paid in full. 